Hey everybody, on this edition of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to get into the NBA playoff games. Results, who's winning, and who do we think is going to win between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers? Our picks and predictions, possibly for the NBA playoffs. And no Aaron Rodgers, no problems. <laughs> All of that and a little bit more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports, the world's most dangerous podcast that we like to call it. Um, back to you for another week of uh, talking about some sports and talking about some BS, but of obviously, if you know, there's only two of us tonight, because Big Man is in Detroit doing some, doing some work, so we'll look forward to hearing from his report out of Detroit uh, when he gets back. Um, so obviously, hopefully he went to a Tigers game. Uh, Pistons are not in the playoffs. <laughs> and the Detroit Red Wings, I don't know if they're playing, but um, or in the playoffs or not. But um, before we get down to that, let me give a shout out to my man Al. What's going on, big dog? Going on, sir. How's everything going, man? Uh, the weather's getting warmer, it's getting hot. <laughs> so, you know how that goes. Yep. I mean, I know it's hot now, but right now I'm drinking some tea. And also some soda. So I'm right. <laughs> I was drinking some some water up until about uh, about a minute ago. So I pour <laughs> myself a nice glass of vino. <laughs> or do actually. But ah. um but let's let's get right down to it, man. Uh in sports right now, it's all about the NBA playing game. Um last night, obviously. The Washington Wizards fell to the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only, in the second game, we had the Charlotte Hornets fall to the Indiana Pacers. Actually got blown the heck out. <laughs> and right now, uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs are tossing it up. And I do believe right now the Memphis Grizzlies are still in, in the lead but by a slim margin. So um, the playoff games, a lot of people, the playing game, excuse me, came in last year with the bubble. Very exciting. Probably some of the more exciting games in the playoffs. Uh, they decided to reinstitute or actually say keep the playing game for um, this season. And so far, it's looking pretty good. So I, so we know the, the big marquee game is going to be the next one, the Warriors and the Lakers. Um, before we get to that game, Al, um, and they might have got a chance to see all of it. But what are your thoughts about the playing games so far? Do you like the idea of the playing game? Uh, well, first things first, I'm going to be honest with you. I do like the playing games. I know I'm maybe in a minority of it, but I really do like the playing tournament because it's either you win or you go home. So I'm feeling the the effects of that um, because you got to be at your best no matter what. And even if you're injured, your team has to come correct. If they don't come correct, then you're done for the season. So I think that overall, it's more exciting to have the playing games in the series, um, at least just in my opinion, I, I really am feeling the playing games um, just because the com the competitiveness of trying to win um, is very important um, and very intriguing. <laughs> so um, as far as like the, the playing games that happened already, Boston um, blowing, I mean, winning against Washington, 
Uh, to be honest with you, I really thought that Washington had a great chance of winning this game um, because I didn't think Boston was on their game like they were in the past. But Jason Tatum showed improved and did what he had to do. And Kimball Walker finally woke up and did what he needed to do in the playoffs. So um, if they keep this up, I think that they're going to definitely give Brooklyn a run for their money. Um, so that's going to be a very compelling series. Washington is not out of it yet because now they play um, Indiana who beat, uh, who creamed Charlotte. Uh, so I think that the Indiana-Washington uh, matchup is going to be very interesting and very intriguing. Um, I'm very curious to see what happens next because if Washington doesn't win, by all accounts, Washington should be in a position where they they should win this series. But Indiana showed me now that if they play on, on all together um, as a team and they do it the right way, they have a great equal chance of winning as well. So I think that's going to be more compelling than anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was um, I-, I was surprised that the Pacers, you know, made it look as easy as they did. I mean, when you look at the Hornets coming in, I mean, um, y- you didn't expect that, especially with all the injuries that the Pacers had. Um, you thought it might be a tighter game, but I mean, from from the tip off, I mean, in the first quarter, it was 40-24. And basically the Pacers kept a foot on, you know, foot on the pedal the entire time, even when the game was pretty much out of reach by the end of the third quarter, they were still jacking up threes and still trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, to, you know, keep the gap, you know, keep the foot on the gas. So, I mean, Saponis came up, came up really strong in that game, even though with all the injuries that they had. Um, but uh, you can't say enough. That was a, that was a telling game. I mean, the Pacers are going to be a tough out and the Wizards, I don't know what happened to Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, you already had Bradley Bill that was on one leg and probably really even shouldn't have been playing. They said, he said before the game, he had on three, not one, but three compression sleeves over his leg. So he was on, he comes up the one-legged bandit <laughs> in that game. So, I mean, this was the game where you would think that Russell Westbrook, even in the loss, would have put his stamp on his game. Um even when you had the Boston Celtics, you had um, you really had Jason Tatum. You know, Jalen Brown was not in. Marcus Smart got hurt. They didn't. They they came out real lackadaisical in the first half. Um, so you thought at the beginning of the second half, this was the Wizards' game to to get it. This is when you needed Russell Westbrook, but he had not even one assist and maybe four points in the second half, and he had maybe like about eight or nine, you know, rebounds or some points. But this is, in my opinion, this is the stuff that drives people crazy about Russell Westbrook because, yes, he averaged a triple-double. Yes, he, you know, now has a triple-double, I guess, um, record, you know, over the big O. And some people, depending on who you talk to, think he's up in the top echelon of point guards. I don't. Um, But... This is where people can say the case like, aha, this is Russell Westbrook. This is his, you know, this is his MO because he's great during the regular season. But over the last five years, he's he's early exited in the first round almost every year. Um, so it just seems like he just can't do what he does in a regular season and roll it into the playoffs. Even if to say he was to lost that game, but if he lost the game with a triple-double and they came back and beat the Pacers, then you can still give some clout, but... You know, this is what people 
have that, you know, problem with, with Westbrook. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, dude dropped 50. He dropped 24 in the third quarter. Now, I mean, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, yeah. He um, dropped 20, 23 or 20, 23 in the third quarter and ended up with 50 for the whole game. So I watched the second half of that game. And, man, that third quarter, he could not miss. And they could not do anything with him. I mean, he was getting any shot he wanted, wherever he wanted, no matter who was on him. And he made it look easy. So, um. I don't, I'm not going to say this was his coming out party, but this is definitely one of those games where I think if you're Brad Stevens, you might have to look to tweak maybe your offense going to next year, provided you're even still there next year <laughs> to maybe be more featured and go through Jalen. I mean, Jason Tatum, because I think he's the person you should. And he's only, what, 22, 23 at this particular point. So, but the Celtics get their uh, matchup with the Nets, which should be a good one. I don't think they're going to win, um, but it should be a good matchup. And um, Russell Westbrook, you got to show up next game. You got to show up against the Pacers. They are not going to be an easy out. And if you don't want your legacy to be what it normally is, you need to play your ass off this next this next game. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. But I also said that the thing about, and I said this before about Westbrook, um, the thing about it is, is that I think, and I, like I said, I, I I could be in the wrong here, but my opinion, I think that he doesn't trust his teammates enough. Um, not all of them, I should say. Um, he pick and chooses who he his teammates are. Um, if he doesn't feel as though that, that person can make the shot, I don't think he's gonna pass it to them. I think he'll rather take the shot than pass it to someone um, who may be open and is not reliable. So I think he has to trust them a little bit more. Um, but overall, I think that. It's not going to be on the wizard. I'm not, it's not going to be on Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill. I just don't think they have enough pieces to, to get past um, the playing tournament at this stage. And it's not a fault on them. It's just that I don't think they have what it takes as far as the team overall. Um, they really need to upgrade on their front court um, with a couple of pieces, a couple of additions. Um, I think that that would be more beneficial for them. Um, I mean, who's who's to say? Because Indiana has been like a switch too. They've been on and off too. Um, they've been to the point where they, if they coming out gangbusters, and then the following couple of games they'll just completely come lethargic. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. If they come out with that same intensity like they did against Charlotte, then they should have no problem beating the Wizards. Um, but only time will tell us, and we will see how that will play off. But I think that overall. Whoever, I would rather see a Philly and Indy series rather than a Philly and Washington series at this stage. I mm. think that Indiana has the more balance of a team that could probably give uh, Philly a more run for their money, especially more so than Washington, because I just don't believe in Washington's front court at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think the Pacers would, would be the better matchup and be, and be a better game. I mean, um, if they were to win, Wizards obviously with the bigger names would, would be the bigger draw. Um, but, I, but I'm with you. I mean, you have a hurt Bradley Bill. You have a Washington Westbrook that, I mean, you have Russell Westbrook that was Russell, you know, brick <laughs> last night. Um, so I don't know. I agree. Their front court. You know, there needs to be some more pieces. Um, Russell Westbrook, if he goes down swinging, I don't think anyone is going to, you know, say anything 
too negative about him. Yeah. It will add on to the narrative that yeah. he can't do it in the playoffs. And he hasn't been able to move deep into the playoffs since he was with OKC and with Kevin Durant. So um, I know he's going to say he doesn't care about that narrative. He doesn't care about playoff games. Come on, that's, in my opinion, I think that's BS. I think he's saying the right things, but he cares. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think the Pacers are going to beat the beat the Wizards. Mm. I, you know, if I, I would be in complete agreement with you if they didn't have the issues that they have and so many people injured. If they was fully healthy, then yes, by all accounts, they 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 would definitely win. Um, but they're not full strength. They're missing a lot of key pieces at the moment. So if they show up and more people becomes healthy before they play the Wizards, then by all accounts, they should win. Um, but there's just a lot of in, in-house in drama that needs to be cleared up as well with Indiana. So uh, I think that once they get their act together, hopefully they'll get it right um, during the next – I mean, the play-in game, I think it was more Charlotte not being ready um, than Indiana doing what they were supposed to do with the intensity. I don't think Charlotte was expecting what they were expecting um, in this game. Clearly, because they got they got ran out the building. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think they were ready. And to be honest, they're an experienced playoff team, so it, it was just bound to happen. Um, but we'll see how it now we'll see how it is now now that the narrative has switched a little bit because both Washington and Indy have that playoff pedigree. So it's going to be interesting, definitely. Interesting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so the Memphis the San Antonio game is 72-65. To be perfectly honest, I'm not necessarily, you know, interested in that game. <laughs> Memphis is going to win um, minus Zion. I think Zion is out for the rest of the – No, that's New Orleans. Zion's in New York. New York. I mean, no, I'm saying Zion, yeah. Um, I'm just not interested in Memphis this year. I'm just really just – I don't know. It, They've been very intriguing over the last several years, but this year it's just been, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely. And, and maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, you're not alone. They're definitely missing that umph factor. Um, it's just like they're just there. So um, since they're just there, it just seems as though that that's where, um, that's where, I mean, it, like they're right where they should be, an average team that's just, making it into the playoff playing tournament. Um, there's no actual attraction as to making me want to watch Memphis, even though I will root for them. Um, but it doesn't make me really want to watch them at this stage. To be honest, San Antonio is just as worse. Because there's no, there's no, uh, I mean, DeMar DeRozan is there, but his, his time is coming gone at this stage. Um, I think that at this stage, I mean, San Antonio is still there, but, I would, I would prefer to see Memphis winning this so that they would face the winner of um, the Lakers and I mean the loser of the Lakers and um, the Warriors just for that name recognition. That's what I would see it as. Yeah, because I would like to see John, uh, John Morant a little bit more. Um, obviously, the way things are going in this game prior to a prior to a collapse, which could happen, it looks like uh, Memphis is probably going to win this game. Probably win it. I don't want to say easily, but, you know, not really have to work that hard for it. But I do like John Morant. But the rest of the team, well, I say, like, I like John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. But the rest of the squad, I'm a little eh, lukewarm on. Yeah, but no, I completely agree with you on that. No, I, 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 say, I take that back. I love Valachunas' play. 
I love Valachunas' play. Ever since he got there, like he straw, he he's he's been a beast in the center position. Um, to be honest, I, if if I root for Memphis, I would love to see Memphis play Utah. Um, I mean, of course, they would have to beat the winner of, I mean, the loser of Warriors and Lakers. But I would love to see a Valachunas go against Rudy Gobert um, in a series, playoff series. That would be a very intriguing. Um, but we will see. Um, we will definitely see. Um, I just don't, I, I don't have no trust in San Antonio at the moment. Um, they really need to find some more key pieces. They don't have what it takes. <laughs> and they don't have that same pedigree as they used to have, So, which is unfortunate. Um, even though Pop is still there, it's unfortunate that they don't have people wanting to come to San Antonio like before. Nah, this 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 is their, I guess, if you want to call it their 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 down their downturn, where I guess every team, you know, eventually has those years or years <laughs> where they're in a rebuild phase. And I think San Antonio, they want to call it or not, are in a rebuild phase. True, they definitely in a rebuild phase. <laughs> oh yeah, and so it segues us to the to the last game, the game at ten o'clock, the marquee game. Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers that everybody and their mother is talking about it. And if you hear Stephen A. Smith talk about Steph Curry, I, sometimes I think he, you know, he's having a moment or two when he talks about him. He loves himself some Steph Curry. Um, so, <sighs> so who do you think is going to win that game? Sorry, I would prefer. To be honest with you, I have some reservations <laughs> to this because truth be told, I don't know who, I don't know which team, I don't know. I think the Lakers, how, how can I say this? I think the Lakers have every opportunity. It all depends on what seating that they want, really. If they really want to win, They'd be like, you know what? I want to take these. Uh, I want the seventh seed. Uh, I don't mind playing against the, the Suns um, going down that route. So I could see them doing that. I don't know if they want to fa- battle the um, um, Utah. It's basically depends on the matchup. Um, let's see. So right now, Utah, Phoenix, Denver, and the Clippers. Eh. I, hmm. I could see them tanking. I'm not saying tanking. Let me rephrase that. I could see them um, contemplating playing, be, losing this game against the Warriors and be the AFC. I mean, let's be honest with you. The Lakers have everybody. They're in a play-in tournament, but yet everybody still pegs them to win the um, Western Conference Championship. That's how I see it. So it's basically theirs to lose no matter what, right? So if they were to win the – it all depends on where they – if they were to win the this game against the Warriors, they would move into the second seed against Phoenix. And then they would play the winner of Denver-Portland. I think that the Lakers will want to win this series, win this game to get to that seventh seed. I think they'll have a more difficult role if they were to lose this game and go into the eighth seed. That's how I see it. Uh, 
I think they're going to win. Um, I think they're going to win big. Oh, really? Hmm. You know what it is? Because I think uh, I, I think they're going to come out ready to play. I think they've been hearing all the chatter about the Golden State Warriors over the last week, the play of, you know, Steph Curry over the last month. Um, and um, I think... I think these kind of games does get, you know, LeBron, LeBron's antennas up, if you want to call it that. And I think him and I think him and AD, I think they're going to be ready to play um, because they could lose and drop to the eighth seed. Then you have Utah in the first round. I think they'll beat Utah anyway in a, in a, in a seven, in a seven game series. Um, but I don't think they I don't think they want to lose because I think if they lose, then that's gonna be like, oh my god, the sky is falling. Um, you know, for the Lakers. Um they'll beat whoever they'll beat Memphis. <laughs> um I think they'll be I think they'll beat Memphis. To be honest, I really am more intrigued if they were to lose. I would be more interested if they were to lose against the Warriors because I think the one, I think the, I'm not going to say that. I I think their biggest, not issue, but a weakness could be exploited with the Lakers if, if they were to lose against the Warriors. And I really believe that if they lose against the Warriors, they will have a more difficult time making it to the Western Conference Finals. Than they were to win. I think, to be honest, this is why it's so intriguing. I think that the reason why the worry this this game is more important because it will show where the Lakers will be will land. And I really believe that if they were to lose this game against the Warriors, they'll have a more difficult time than if they were the number two uh, number seven seed. If they were number seven seed, I think they'll have an easier walk because they would just have to beat Phoenix, and then they would have to beat the winner of Denver and. Portland, which they can easily do. So, but the Clippers are all on the is on the Clipper Clippers. Now I gotta go back to look. But the Clippers play the Dallas Mavericks. So the Clippers, Dallas, Utah, and the AFC. If they go into the AFC, I think that they'll have a more difficult time because they will have to beat Utah. They would have to beat the Clippers before making it into the Western Conference Finals. So. Hey, I'm not even confident that the Clippers can, is going to beat Dallas. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not that confident. And you know what? It, no, 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 no. I say this. I agree with you on that because they're not a shoe-in to make it past Dallas. But I will say this. I don't really have that much faith in Dallas as a team, more so of Luka Doncic. Agreed. Uh, Luca is the thing that makes that squad go. But if the Clippers were to lose to Dallas, it would not shock me, really. Um, Interesting. It would not shock me. And that's why I say I don't. I, you know what? I just don't have a confidence with Clippers because they they rolled up the season. You know, whether people believe that they were losing some games so they can get that four seed to avoid the Lakers. It's going to be off or not. If the Lakers wind up with the eighth seed, then they got them right in their damn bracket. So you. So 
whether you wanted to face them in the second round or whether you want to try to face them when you get to the finals, Mm -hmm. you know, if they lose and win, then guess what? (laughs) You got them more so than you would. But um, yeah, I think the Lakers are going to win. And I think the Golden State is going to beat Memphis because I think they're better than Memphis. I'm not sure that they're better than Lakers because I think the Lakers front court and their big men are going to be what's going to be the problem for the for Golden State. I yeah. think they're going to throw all their big bodies at Steph. Um, they're going to try to slow him down, wear him down. Because if you can bottleneck up Steph, then you want that means who's going to ask, who's going to beat you? Andrew Wiggins, depending on the night, depending on what kind of game he's going to have. Draymond Green, he's not going to drop thirty on you. You know he might have an all around game, but outside of Steph. Who else is going to be that person to step up if he gets bottled up? Jordan Poole. I, I'm could, sorry. But I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of other people, you know, do it on a regular basis. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. That's why Andrew Wiggins is not starting no more. Jordan Poole <laughs> is now taking over. And truth be told, when Clay comes back, then you have Clay, Steph, and Jordan Poole. That's going to be very dangerous. All they need, and when Wiseman comes back, he'll be a year with Draymond. They're going to be dangerous next year. Without yes, one. yes, yes. I think next year is going to be the, be their year, provided everybody is healthy and Clay is ready yes. to go. Yes, but Jordan Poole is going to provide that um, punch for them now. Uh, I really, I've seen enough games now to know that he is going to be that. That he has to be for him for the Warriors to get through the Lakers and in the playoffs, Jordan Poole has to continue his success. If he doesn't continue his success, then that's where the problems is going to lie. Draymond, like you said, Draymond and Steph is going to get their numbers regardless. But Jordan Poole right now is averaging, like he had like 30 points these past couple of games. He needs to stay on track. If he stays on track, they'll, be, they'll become more formidable. The problem I have is, is what you said before about the Warriors and the lack of front court. Death. They need big bodies, regardless, especially to handle against the Lakers. Um, when they was playing against Memphis, as a matter of fact, Valachunas was killing them on the boards and on offensive rebounds. So, and as he was a big dude, he he was putting in work. So they couldn't stop him. To be honest, I was kind of like I was kind of like befuddled why they stopped going to him because they truth be told, he was getting his numbers. Um, but bottom line is that if they can't deal with him, AD should be able to run rough shot over them tonight. Should be. I mean, to be honest, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they should be able to run rough shot. And going back to what you were saying about the Clippers, um, I, I haven't seen enough of them, but I know that they have the bodies to, to, do, their, to do damage. So this playoffs is going to be very intriguing. Um, it all starts off, of course, what happens with the playing tournament, but it's going to definitely be intriguing. Yeah, and, and, and to me, I said it last week and I said it again this week, I think that this playoffs is probably the most up in the air that it has been in quite some time. The bubble, I don't think it was that much up in the air because you figured either Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers was going to make it there. Um, the Nets were all hurt and it was a disaster. And once the Sixers went out, it was just like a free fall who was going to make it. Um, but even on the East, I mean, 
Sixers, number one seed, should. Do I think they can? I think they can take the Nets if 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 um, everybody is clicking. If it's a little sketchy, I don't know. Um, I'm not confident with the Sixers because I've seen them over the last couple of years in the playoffs come up small. So, and we still haven't seen the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets firing off cylinders for an in a um, consistent period of time with everybody. And a goddamn statement that your boy made. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. If, in the nicest possible way, I'm going to say this. If your focus is not necessarily on basketball, and there's nothing wrong with that, if you had other things that you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to be on the court, you can be on the court and do your business and talk to reporters and still hand your business off the court. Ali did his business in the ring and still handled his business, you know, outside of the ring. LeBron handles his business in the court and does his stuff off the court. Um, but if things in the world is going to affect you to that degree that you feel like you need to give your all into that and you're not that much in the basketball, because that's what that your statements in that news conference let off to me. That's all well and good. I have no problem. But if that's what you want to do, and clearly I think that's what you kind of want to do, you want to use your efforts outside of basketball, then, bruh, go do it. If it means you need to take off a year to kind of, you know, further the cause, you know, so be it. I don't think anybody's really going to knock you for that if that's where your heart truly is. We've seen players do it before where their heart wasn't really into it and they left and did other endeavors. I wouldn't knock them. But if you're going to play, play. I mean, you take your personal days, you leave, make these weird comments throughout the season, and it gives the impression around the rest of the league to the fans and the players that you're not fully invested. So if you're there, they need you to be fully invested to win this chip. But if you're not, if you're 50% and it looks like you're about 45%, then dude, after the season, just say, you know what? I need to take a, a year off and I want to focus, you know, you know, pushing the matters for, you know, you know, for equal equality, you know, for equal justice, you know. But if you're in, play basketball. But if you're not and you're going to make those comments, then by all means, take a year off and do what you got to do. Or if basketball is not the end all to be all and you probably made a good amount of money, hopefully you saved a good amount of money. Then guess what, man? God bless you. You know, then go do that. And then just walk away from basketball because you can't have, it does. It's no, it's no good for you to have one foot in and one foot out. And I'm and, I, and I'm being very nice about it. I I, I know I know you are, <laughs> and I appreciate you being nice about it. Um, I will say this. Um, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this. Sean Marks is a very smart GM and individual because. I think he saw this, uh, the writing on the wall, at least, with everything that happened with Boston, 
everything that happened in Cleveland um, to the point where he is right now. Um, I think Sean Marks made this trade with James Harden as an insurance policy, just in case something like this goes down. And in doing this, it makes Sean Marks even a more smart. I, I give Sean Marks credit now. Um, before I was like, I don't know if this will work, but I don't think it was never about what if it'll work or not. It was more of an insurance policy to keep also Kevin Durant in case something like this with Kyrie goes south. And bringing in James Harden was a good idea, even though James wanted to come to Brooklyn. I think that overall, Kyrie is going to be Kyrie. I think we're all at this point, especially Nets fans, know now that Kyrie is going to be Kyrie no matter what. As long as he performs on the court, they're not going to say anything about anything he says going forward. They're going to be like, look, as long as you produce, as long as we win with you in the lineup, that's all that matters. That's how Nets fans sees it now. So I think that I'm not going to comment and know more about him as long as he continues to produce that's fine if he doesn't and like you said if he goes on his way it's okay with Nets fans because they got KD and now they have James Harden so I think that overall Nets fans doesn't don't really care about what Kyrie says anymore as long as he continues to produce while he's on the court as long as he's continuing to produce while he's on the court and the Nets win and he contributes then Nets fans is going to overlook every other thing that happens with him. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to say much about Kyrie. Um, just continue playing, doing what you do, um, and get yourself ready for the playoffs. Anything you say after that, I'm not even I'm not even beat for it right now. Because there's a lot of times you say things that, you know, is going to second guess. Everybody's going to second guess your thoughts now. They know for a fact now that you're not the type of person that, you know, as far as leadership role is concerned, you're not there yet. Um, so it's just more so if you just, we just, this is more just you doing what you do best and that's play basketball. And all he has to do is continue doing that. Um, don't be in front of media all the time. Just say what you have to say, you know, and that's it. Keep it moving. Keep it short and sweet. You can do all, you can always do all, uh, a, a Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's all you <laughs> Question? can do. I'm just just here. Exactly. <laughs> Matter of fact, you should follow that model because I think that that would be best beneficial. I, and uh, I mean, the Nets are in, they got too much invested in you three guys, in both you, KD, James Harden. They got too much invested for them to be worrying about your antics offside. They need you to focus on the playoffs. They need you to focus on doing what is necessary so that the Nets win. The goal is to win a championship. So as long as you stay focused on that, Nets is not going to have problems. Media is not going to have problems. I mean, not media. Nets fans is not going to have problems. Nets management is not going to have problems. Just do your thing. You could be like Ron Artest, be all crazy, whatever the case may be outside of things. But if you focus and do what you need to do while you're playing basketball and you win a chip, you're, you're good. I always say, you know, that's why, you know, you know, love or hate Dennis Rodman. That's why, you know, the one thing you can never say about him when he was on the court, minus the sometime antics, the man, the man brought it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every game. Exactly. Exactly. As long as he keep doing it, we're good. We're good. But um, I think that this is going to be a telling tale because, Truth be told, this is going to be a while for all, 
for all three Nets players to the camaraderie just has to be there. The chemistry has to be there. And people are gonna know by the first game whether or not it's if it's there or not. And if yeah. it's not, then you definitely have some work to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if it's if it's uh, I don't want to say necessarily championship or bust, but you know, it is being billed pretty much as NBA finals or bust. Yeah, without questioning. But I do believe that the Sixers, if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference with the the schedules that the schedule that they have, it'll be a huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Yeah. And then there's gonna be some questions on, you know, Doc is gonna for instance, if they get booted out early, which I don't think so, but let's just say, for instance, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lose to the Nets. Um, I'm cool know. with that. I, I'll give them that. Because, give them that. Yeah, because they shouldn't make it to the Conference Finals. Yeah. That's if where I'm coming from. If they don't make it to the Conference Finals, that's a problem. Yeah. If they make it to the Conference Finals, if they lose, um, if they lose bad, um, then I think that's where you're going to have um, – Doc Rivers is going to have to take a serious, hard look at that squad and be like, okay, you know, this team constructed as is, you know, ain't, ain't going to happen. And they're going to have to take a hard look. Somebody might have to go. Yeah, I can see that. I, I agree with you on that. I can see, definitely see that. And but- I, I, it's not going to be Embiid. And, <laughs> and I, I can't say for certain Ben Simmons is safe, but – I think they might have to look at all options and be like, you know, this team and this duo as constructed is not good enough to get them over the hump. Need they're going to need, need to bring in another piece, or they're going to have to, you know, do an addition by subtraction. Agree with you on that. I mean, like they played a winner of who? I mean, regardless of the fact, um, I mean they have on there whoever wins between Washington and um, Indiana, and then. They place they whoever wins between that they face the winner of the Knicks and Hawks. Like there should be no reason, no reason. Now, granted, if the Knicks beat the Hawks, I would be more they I, I would be more they should be more scared. If the Knicks beat the Hawks, because truth be told, they could beat Philadelphia with no problem and making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh, you talk about the Knicks fans will come out the woodworks that we haven't seen in the last decade. <laughs> I mean, right now, Knicks fans, I mean, Knicks seats are a thousand, at least a thousand dollars um per ticket. Really? Yeah. They're over like they're close to a grand now for their playoff tickets. Wow. I remember they were a lot more than that, but then again, those that was uh that was many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, n- n- I'm gonna be honest with you. Knicks, the Knicks have a very good chance of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They do. I think they're going to beat the Hawks. Um, I think it's going to be a tough series, but I think they're going to beat the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And it, the Sixers, whoever they get, I think they should beat. Yeah, that's going to be a really good series. Without question. New York against Philly? I, I, would, I would watch that. Definitely would watch that. Oh, I would, I would absolutely watch that. That, that would be a... Mm. That'd be a juicy series. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I and that's why I said I think. I mean, the 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 other section is a much tougher series. Milwaukee against Miami, Brooklyn against Boston. That's a tough series. Like whoever coming out, that, those are going to be battles. Like really battles. 
Uh, you know what? That Milwaukee and Heat series is going to be interesting because I think Giannis has something to prove because the Heat bounced them last year and and they didn't look good getting bounced at all. <laughs> so it was a lot of trash talking by uh by by, by the Heat players. Um, so that's going to be I agree with you. That's going to be a very tough series. I think Giannis is going to come out and he's going to try to you know score forty a game because he wants to make a point that you know to beat them because he felt like they should have been in the finals, but we're going to see. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. This probably the most intrigued, intrigued tournament playoffs that I've seen. It was definitely better than last year. I like the seating of, I mean, who's playing who this year. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to be more intrigued about the Eastern Conference more so than the Western Conference because those are going to have some serious battles. Um, my opinion, I think Lakers win tonight, and I think Golden State is going to win, beat uh, Memphis. And so they'll wind up still with the 7-8 and eight seed, but I think the Lakers win. I think they're winning big tonight. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could go with you on that. To be honest, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't because I – I'm not saying it's because of LeBron and AD, of course. I'm saying it's because of everybody else. If everybody else don't fill in their role, then I could see it being a problem. And I could see Golden State sneaking one out. And all it takes is one game. <sighs> You're right. They, they can. Um, if, if Steph goes for 40-plus, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, without question. And like I said, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. And then next thing you know, Lakers will be playing another playing tournament, playing game um, against Memphis or San Antonio, which looks like Memphis is winning. Yeah, I, and to be perfectly honest, I think the Lakers, they don't want to lose because the pressure is going to be ratcheted up tenfold if they have to play Memphis for the AC. Yeah. I mean, ratchet it up, and then you're gonna definitely see who, <laughs> who, who bowed it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a Memphis Lakers matchup. I, I yeah. really don't. I mean, to be honest, the more games for the Lakers, the better for them. To be honest with you, but all it takes is one. <laughs> and if and 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 Golden State is capable of, of, of sneaking one, yes. Definitely. To be capable honest, of sneaking one. everybody's capable of sneaking one. <laughs> you know what? If 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 you had, uh, if this was Memphis playing the Lakers, I would actually might have pulled for Memphis because I think the Lakers might have slept on Memphis. Like I said, I do believe they're going to have their, their, their game face on for this game because it's the Golden State Warriors, it's Steph, and all the talking back and forth. I think if they had Memphis – they might have been a little more lackadaisical. And I think Memphis w- could have could have got them. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Um that yeah, I would have I mean, that would have been I would have been more intrigued than that. But then again, if the Lakers lose, then we will see them play Memphis. So <laughs> Woo! It, 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 it's gonna be mm, I mean the news media tomorrow, I ain't gonna have to hear about Aaron Rodgers at all. <laughs> it's always a plus. Always. Oh my God! Always a plus. Which I mean, I never understand why they continue to talk about it now. I mean, at this stage, 
after a couple of after a couple of days should move on to the next topic or find something else to talk about because people are gonna get that fatigue when it comes to Rodgers or when it, to be honest people get that fatigue when it comes to LeBron James. So I, I don't understand why people continue to talk about them or to, about people like I, I don't understand why people continue to talk about their those type of players all the time. I should say because those type of players love to talk about themselves. Whether it be through them directly, whether it be through inter- intermediary, whether it be through Twitter, you know, those players just love to chatter, love, love to talk. Yeah. Well, I also blame the media because they love to continue to chatter and talk to. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I, I, to the point where I couldn't even watch you get up for about a whole week because it was like you turn on TV. It, then Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded. No, wake me up when he actually gets traded. If not, I don't, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, the question is, should is he or is he not? After that one debate discussion, that should move on. <laughs> Anything else happens after that? It's just all new. Yeah, well, you got a little bit more time to wait to football. Training camp will be starting in about um, – excuse me, full training camp will be starting at the beginning of July. So there's still some time for that. So, and Ace is definitely want to be here for that one. <laughs> yes, because I know Ace want to talk about how Andy Darton is going to be starting for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> he might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but he, he, is this uh, I, I, right now? I guess with just the NBA being the where where it is right now in the playoffs, this is just you know it is what it is about what's going on in this world of sports. Exactly. Uh, and real quick before we go off, I want to talk about something special that's happening in the Major League Baseball with all the other, you know, stuff that goes on, you know, with different players, people getting injured. There is one cat out there from the Los Angeles Angels, and I'm going to probably mangle his name, Shohei Otani. And he is having a season. Um, not only does he pitches, but he bats. He has uh, a league-leading 13 home runs and also pitches and has a 2.1 ERA, which is pretty goddamn good. Mm. Um, He pitches, he bats, and even plays in the outfield. Um, So they were saying that not in maybe close to 100 years have you had one player since, you know, Babe Ruth um, be able to pitch and hit um, I say don't forget the Negro Leagues because most of their guys pitched and hit there on regularity. <laughs> so, you know, you know, let's let's give the, the Negro League players some love. But this kid is is doing it up. I mean, um, he's from Japan, but I mean, he's right now he's that fresh face in the in the league right now that is basically getting people to watch i mean you always want that one person that's going to make you to watch there was mike trout and um there was um of course the yankees with um aaron judge and then you know there's always a host of other characters but this kid is not only just pitching well but he's hitting and hitting 13 home runs leading the league so um i know you don't pretty much follow or get a chance to see cm alb or anybody out there but if you do get a chance to catch your angels games and i did catch one where mm. i saw him in there he is fun to watch um so hopefully he doesn't get hurt and hopefully the angels don't yank him to be strictly 
um, a pitcher, uh, they might just make them pitch and do DH and just do H hitting. They haven't done that yet, um, as per se. But not in a hundred years has anybody actually done that. Most of the time, if you're a good pitcher, they don't even want you out there pitching, you know, or doing anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right now, I'm, I'm I'm reading a little bit about it. I know his nickname was Showtime. so that i mean that's just alone just tells me that he's already out there being one of the one of the one of the most uh not famous but he's becoming very popular right now um so i I definitely am intrigued if everybody is saying what they're saying about him then it is all it's going to do is have more eyes on him so this is I, I I'm definitely interested to see more of them. I definitely have to tune in now to definitely see when Angels play so I can watch them in action. Um, but I will definitely be taking a look. Uh, yes, it's it's a it's a sight to see. Since Ace is not here, we'll 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 table this discussion until he's back from Detroit. <laughs> of course. Uh, anything else we want to? I, 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 I know you don't want to continue talking about the Yankees, so I think this would be best for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a complete soft spot for him right now, but the Yankees are very mediocre. I don't want to say mediocre; they're they were bad. They were doing good. <laughs> now they're as usual, right on cue. All their major guys are getting hurt. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, they did win seven out of the last ten games, so I'm I'm not going to pour on them too much. And they no, are they, over. They are over five hundred. So yes, they they started to write the ship. So you know, kudos to them. Oh, anything else we missed, my man? I mean, to be honest, I'll give a shout out while I'm at it to the Mets for <laughs> still being number one um, <laughs> in the NL East. Um, but I know we'll table that for discussion when. Ace gets back. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Mets. Oh, wow, they are number one. Huh? That makes a one friend of shot happy who's a diehard Mets fan. So oof. that is correct. That is oh correct. yeah. <laughs> this is probably the one time he can actually rub it in the face. <laughs> so and he has been. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. I'm not mad. Not mad. When you have the opportunity, you have to take it. Yes, even though Adrian probably say the rest of your, you know, rest of your conference sucks, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, oh, you know what? But, Before we go, I do have a question for you. Um, Detroit. Um, speaking of Ace being in Detroit, the Pistons. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see because I know, like, with everything that they did with the um, transitions, letting buy out with Drummond. Um, buy out with Griffin, all that. Um, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do this offseason. Um, now so now more than ever because of I, I think that Detroit needs to do something. Um in um I I I mean out of all the teams like you know you got the magic and all of them but I think Detroit has to do something to get this stuff to right the ship. Um I know Grant is there but I have a feeling that if they don't add any more key pieces or any new pieces there or free agencies wise that I could see Jeremy Grant, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant. Yep. Going someplace else. Um, do you think that's because of the GM being the way that it is? 
you know that's a, that's a really good question um it could be a little bit of uh uh whoa Memphis only leading by three with 9.3 seconds left whoa okay if they lose that one I'll be surprised um uh I don't know it's it's I want to say it's the ownership per se maybe it's the GM um, but clearly, you know, by, you know, buying out Drummond, buying out Griffin, they're clearing the decks. I think at this particular point, they're in, they're, they're in full rebuild mode at this point. Um, they're probably going to want, they're going to wind up with a high draft draft choice this year, if not the first round pick, um, depending on how the, you know, those little balls bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I don't know. They've. They have not been consistently good for quite some time. Um, they're up and down, and you know they were actually kind of doing somewhat decent prior to the COVID restrictions last year, and then everything just went haywire. And then the year before that, they were kind of like you know middle of the road. But maybe the GM goes, I don't know. Um, but they need some fresh voices, some fresh faces, and they're probably they're going to be probably a few years away from being in any kind of serious contention or any kind of you know threat so right now detroit they're in full rebuild mode um like i said they'll get a high draft pick this year maybe they'll get a medium pick next year but they need to make some moves because right now it's it was a fire sale they were basically just they were basically giving people away yeah yeah i was i yeah they was when they started doing that i was like wow um i was kind of surprised i i figured it was gonna be one between drummond and griffin but i didn't really expect both yeah they they basically cleared the decks and just said you know we're wiping the slate clean starting the fresh yeah. i mean you still got your first round pick you know sadiq bay last year um so i mean i don't believe he's the one you want to build around per se but they're they got a young squad they're gonna to have to just you know you know build from the ground up again yeah True, true. I was just curious. Um, it just dawned on me about that. So I was just curious about Detroit. Ah, yes. Oh, Detroit. <laughs> uh, well, uh, this is our time, early to normal, but our time nonetheless. So uh, let them know where they can find you at. Well, right now you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Uh, you can find me on the gram, the gram, Snapchat, and Twitter, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And as always, everybody, thanks for uh, um, tuning in to us, YouTube, podcast, um, uh, wherever you want to hear us, we're there. Um, and as always, love, peace, and soul. Have a good one.